Did you come to receive today? Yeah. All three of you. Let's try that again. Did you come to receive today? Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, God is good and good all the time. Hallelujah. We are today going to go back to the book of James in chapter 4, please. The book of James in chapter 4. And we have been working through a series talking about just some basic ways of resistance as far as resisting our enemy. And somebody might say, well, Pastor, I thought you were done with that series. How come you're still preaching it? Well, I'll keep preaching it until you get it. How's that? All right, because uh, we're still working on it, and I'm, I'm going to just be obedient to God. I know we had a few weeks that we kind of did some special services and stuff, and so, um, which is great. Amen. All, it's all great. But uh, today, once again, we're going to talk some more about resistance. Amen. And so the Word of God tells us in James 4, verse 7, please, says, Therefore, submit to God. Everybody say, Therefore. Now, you know, when the word therefore, you always stop and see what it's there for. Of course, he's talking about God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In other words, those that submit themselves to God, those that are willing to submit themselves to God. Are you still hearing me? The word pride in itself means to elevate oneself. The word humility means to lower oneself. Now, that doesn't mean in a sense of debasement where you're, you know, you're nobody or just, a, uh, you know, just some worm or something. What it's talking about is to put yourself beneath his hand, put yourself beneath his authority. Is what it's talking about. Are you with me? So it says, therefore, because of that, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You notice that that's up to us to do. Is anybody hearing me? I said, anybody hearing me? Now, you're going to work with me today? All right. So this word submit, let's let's, let's do a little defining here. Uh, It means to be subject to or unto. Uh, It means to be yielded to or to be under obedience it's a word also that means reflexively, which means to be reflective of. In other words, as He leads, we follow. So if you're going to say you're going to submit to God, the only way you can really prove that you're submitting to God is you're willing to follow when He leads you. Otherwise, you're not submitted. Okay? And then it says resist the devil. Okay? How many know you're called to resist? Which means to stand against, to oppose, to withstand. These are all words that are used in Scripture here, meaning the same thing to counter or endure, and it even uses the word in a sense of constance or consistency, continuance, persistence, that kind of thing, which means, praise God, that resistance is about continuance, okay? You can't say you resist, you know, yesterday. Are you hearing me? See, because resistance is an ongoing thing, okay? You don't just resist one time and then get mad because the devil didn't run. Are you with me? You got to stay with it, stick with it, praise God, if you want you want success, praise God, you got to stay with it. And you know as well as I do, anytime you made a decision to make a stand for God, here comes the pressure. I'll try this side. Maybe they'll get it. Amen. How many know that anytime you make a stand for God, here comes the pressure? That's just the way it is. You just have to understand. The Word says don't be ignorant how the enemy operates. The minute you make a decision, I'm going all the way with God. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to be a blue ribbon sheep. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every time you make that decision, you're going to do that. Here comes the pressure because the enemy wants to find out. Did you really mean that? Are you really going to stand your ground? Are you really going to, you know, get to the end? Are you really going to press through? 
Are you really going to, uh, you know, stand against this situation or that circumstance, whatever it is you're dealing with? Are you really going to uh, resist me? Here he comes. So you might say, well, Pastor, you're depressing me. Don't tell me these things. No, you need to know these things. Amen. You stay with it. You keep yourself submitted to God. You resist that enemy, and he'll flee from you. Now, I always, uh, you know, kind of address this because I always, you know, you're, I'm very much aware as a pastor, you see a lot of things. Sometimes you see things you wish you didn't see. Sometimes you hear things you wish you didn't hear. Sometimes you observe things you wish you, you couldn't, you, you know, you didn't observe, but you did because here it is. It's, it's about people. Somebody said, if, if there wasn't people, ministry would be fun. Well, if there wasn't people, there'd be no ministry, period, because it is about people. And there's all kinds of things that go on and happen, and people have lives. Everybody's got things going on. And, uh, you know, we got uh, daily, the daily grind, so to speak. We got jobs. We got kids in school. We got, you know, we got to get the lunch cooked. You got to get the clothes washed. You got to wash the car. You got you to this. You got to that. And then all of a sudden, preacher goes, now you got to go to church. You're going, what? I've already got so much on my plate, I don't know if I can squeeze one more thing in. But somehow you always seem to. Come on, somebody. Sometimes, you, you know, it's, a, it's amazing what we, what we can squeeze in there when we want to. But the bottom line is, you have to understand that, you know, what happens is the enemy is always going to press on you. And so pretty soon he gets you so, uh, gets you so occupied, gets you so busy, gets you so caught up with things that you don't even realize that you've been going along just coping with life. You've had your life on autopilot, not even realizing that you haven't stopped, you know, in a while to even commune with God. You haven't stopped in a while to press against the enemy, to back him up. You're just kind of coping. Well, the word says you're a conqueror. You're an overcomer. Are you hearing me? You're victorious in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which means then, hallelujah, you're going to have to resist to get your victory. You're going to have to resist to conquer. You're going to have to resist to overcome. Are you still with me? And I'm not mad. All right? But I have noticed a lot of times we don't resist. All right? We just kind of move along and we hope somebody else does the praying. We hope somebody else uh, does the rebuking. We hope somebody else does the binding and the loosing. We hope somebody else will just handle it. Preacher... That's why we pay you the big bucks. You pray. Well, I do pray, and I do pray for you. But you need to understand that even as a pastor, I only have so much authority that I can walk in. When it comes time to my house, devil, back out. You got no place here. But when I start praying for your house, I could be praying the same thing over your house, and you're saying... No, it's okay. He can stay. It's okay. I don't mind. Here, have, have the bedroom. Here's the keys to the car. You know, hey, no, heck, no, you can have my man cave. That's great. And the she shed. She shed. You can have the she shed. The guys are saying, yeah, I don't mind about that. You're gonna take the she shed. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're moving along in life and we haven't submitted to God. We're submitting to the enemy and resisting God. Now, the scriptures are very plain that you can resist God. 
as a Christian. You can come up short of the grace of God because of resistance of God. The Word says your mind can go opposite places to the point that you're now opposing God. The Scriptures are clear that you can can literally reject and refuse when the one from heaven speaks to you. So we can, as Christians, resist God. But when you're doing that, I guarantee you're submitting to somebody you probably should be submitting to. Now, are you still with me? All right. So with that said, you know, we've talked many things uh, throughout the course of this series. We talked about the importance of time spent with God. What I did in this series, there are probably dozens of ways of resistance, but I took specific verses and texts that deal specifically with resisting the devil. And I talked and brought every one of them out, okay? Talked about the armor of God. Amen. You put on the whole armor. Why? So you can withstand and resist, amen, the wiles of the enemy. Are you with me? Hallelujah. We talked about uh, drawing near and the importance of drawing near into God, how that's the beginning of it all. If you're going to submit to God, you're going to have to spend some time with God. Are you with me? All right. We talked about casting all your care upon God. Amen. The importance of that. If you're going to resist him steadfast in the faith, it's going to start with you. Come on. Casting all your care, worries, anxiety, stress. Amen. A child of God should not be stressing out. Do you hear me? Amen. We shouldn't be stressing out. Come on now. We shouldn't be overwhelmed and overcome all the time. Amen. We cast those care. We learn how to cast the care of things onto the Lord because fear is a huge motivator for the enemy. Do you know that sometimes facts will steer you towards unbelief? Well, I just got to know all the facts. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe all you need to know is that God delivers. Now, I didn't say you don't go find out the facts, but see, I'd rather hook up to truth than facts any day. Come on, somebody. And I didn't say go out and ignore the facts either. But a lot of times what happens is I got to know all this, 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 and all of a sudden there goes faith out the window. Because now you're overwhelmed with all the facts you know. That Are you with me? Yes. All right. And I didn't tell you not to go find some out facts if you have to, but I'm just telling you sometimes what happens is all it does is cause you now to be overwhelmed, cause you now to be stressed out, cause you now to be uh, you know underneath something instead of over it like you should be. Are you still with me? We talked about the blood of the Lamb, the importance of that, overcoming the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and loving not our lives even unto death. We talked about all that. We took the time and dealt with all that. We talked about, praise God, amen, that we not to give place to the devil. None gave in Ill, we actually took a couple weeks talking about not giving place to the enemy. Because how I many know you can give the enemy opportunity? As a child of God, every one of these verses are talking to the church. Not the world. It's talking to the church. Because it's very easy to just cope with things and give the enemy place. 
pretty soon, you're under this, you're under that, you're yielding to this, you're yielding to that, and next thing you know, the enemy's dictating, dominating, stealing, killing, and destroying. Now, are you still with me? Today, hallelujah. Let's go to, um, we're going to go to, let's see, what do I want to do? Mark, let's go to Mark, chapter 16, please. We'll start there, it's a good place to start. Mark 16. Today we're going to talk about the name. Everybody say, praise God for the name of Jesus. Amen? That was weak. Praise God for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So this is the Great Commission, many times referred to as the Great Commission. Verse 15, and this is Jesus talking, and really, if you really... One to, you know, you think I'm being hard on you. This whole thing was said in a rebuke. Are you hearing me? I mean, you think I get hard on you. Jesus, before he ascended, gave him a rebuke. He went out on a rebuke. This is all a rebuke. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. Verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Any believers in the house? All right. In my name. Everybody say, in the name. In my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. That doesn't mean you go out looking for snakes and looking for poison. It just means, praise God, you have a place of dominion and authority, what he's bringing up here. You don't bow to anything the enemy tries. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Back up to verse 17, please. Hallelujah. And it says that in the name, if you're a believer, hallelujah, verse 17, these signs will follow those who believe, praise God. In my name, you notice where he starts, in my name, they will cast out demons. In other words, in my name, you're going to take dominion and authority over the enemy. In my name. Now, this word name, onoma, okay, O-N-O-M-A is the Greek word, okay, which means authority and character. So basically what he's saying is, in my authority and in my character. In other words, everything that I am, I'm putting it out there for you. Amen. You have my name. Now, one of the cool things about the price that Jesus paid was a lot of times referred to as the great exchange. He took your righteousness, gave you his. He took your sickness and disease, gave you healing. He took poverty and lack and gave you prosperity. We can go on and on and on. Amen. Of what he took from you and turned around and gave you in its replace, in its stead. Are you still with me? One of those things was he took your name, wrote it in the Lamb's Book of Life, and he gave you his name. Okay, which speaks of all who he is, his authority, his dominion, what he's done, amen, what he's doing, and what he'll continue to do. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. So I'm giving you my name, and in my name, he starts off, you will cast out darkness. You will take authority over darkness. As I've brought out in this series, 
that all through, especially through the Gospels, Jesus uncovered the enemy. Jesus literally exposed the enemy. Jesus brought out into the open who your problem is. And he showed you how to deal with it. And then he said, the same works that I do shall you do also. So here he says, in my name. Everybody say, in his name. Go to the book of Luke, please, chapter 10. Are you still with me? Luke 10, please. Uh, Verse 17. Remember, he had the 12, and then he had, remember, he had a group of 70. He sent them out two by two. All right. And then they returned. And it says, and then the 70 returned with joy. Everybody say joy. Hallelujah. They returned with joy. Hallelujah. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. In other words, when we speak your name, they back up. They bow the knee. Come on. So Jesus goes on. He said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Praise God. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. In other words, this is common. That the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, y'all amen that. But in there, did he say that you don't take authority over the enemy? I've had people literally say, that's not important anymore. What's important is that your name's... No, that's not what he said. He just says, listen, that ought to be common. You don't have to rejoice the fact that devils bow every time you speak my name. You know, you're, you're heaven bound, praise God. That's something to rejoice about. And what you're up about, what you're doing right now, praise God, is going out there, making a difference in that. But you know something? You still take authority. You still deal with it. Now, if you back up here in this verse, uh, verse uh, 19, Behold, I give you the authority. Everybody say the authority. Exousia is the Greek word here, force. Cap, uh, literally means a capacity or delegated influence, jurisdiction, authorization is what that word means. Hallelujah. And literally says that you have the power or you have authority over all the power of the enemy. No matter what the enemy is trying to do, you have authority over it. Everybody say authority. authority. Why do you have authority over it? Because he gave you authority over it. And that's why he says, in your name. That's why they knew it. They said, when we took your name, why did they use the name? Because he told them to use the name. And now he's telling you to use the name. And if you're a believer, these signs should follow those that believe. In my name, cast out devils. Take authority over darkness. Don't cope with darkness. Take authority over it. Well, Pastor, you just don't understand. No, I do understand this. You can let the devil continue to steal, kill, and destroy, ransack if you want. I choose not to. We have authority over it. 
If anything else, even all we've been learning through this series, all the different ways of resistance, at least use the name. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, back in Luke 1, let's look at a verse here. This was the angel of the Lord talking to Mary, the Virgin Mary, about her giving birth to a son. Verse 31 says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now, why do we stand in the name of Jesus? Because that's what his name is. That's what he was called to be. Now, some parts of the world, obviously, it's referred or it's pronounced Jesus. Okay? In our part of the world, because the way we pronounce the J, it's Jesus. You think it matters? There's a few people who think it does, but in all honesty, it's not about the J-E-S-U-S. Now, it's J-E-S-U-S because... He said, his name shall be J-E-S-U-S. Come on, somebody. It shall be Jesus, all right? But it's not the J-E-S-U-S that determines whether devils flee. Because there's actually some people on the planet who have the name J-E-S-U-S. So do devils just flee because every time they walk in a room? It's not, you see, it's what's behind the name. In the name, the authority and dominion, come on, in the jurisdiction, come on, in the character of what's behind this name, I give you authority that in that name, you can back devils out your door. You can take authority over darkness. You can pray over your babies, watch them be delivered and healed. Pray financial t- situations you can, over your business, over your marriage. Go to John 15, verse 16, please. Jesus talking. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be appointed. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good to be chosen. Right? That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You notice that you ask the Father. You don't pray to Jesus. You pray to the Father. But you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. In the authority. Come on. In dominion and character of the one in whom you stand. Come on, right? So you go, pray to the Father, which basically tells us anyway that God uh, basically endorses it because the fact you're standing now, hallelujah, with the name, hallelujah, of the one that really the, the covenant, your covenant leader, if I could say it that way. The one that stood in your place concerning the covenant that you're in right now with God. The covenant that you stand in right now is based on the covenant between the Father and the Son, not between you and the Father. It's between the Father and the Son. And then you receive Jesus as Lord, which now means I stand in a place 
amen, with my covenant partner. Come on, I've received him, which now he says, okay, I've taken your name. Here's my name. Now, everywhere you go, you go in my name. You take authority and dominion in my name. Not your name. Somebody says, praise the Lord. Okay, let's look at chapter 14 back up here. Let's look at verse uh, 13. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It says this. Actually, I'd love to, well, verse 12 says, Most assured I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do will he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father, verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, is there anything, is there any, is there any uh, buts, ifs, uh, maybes, noes? Now, what it's talking about is making a stand. It's not just talking about just a time of prayer, although obviously it fits that. But the word is dealing with standing in, standing in a place, making a declaration or a proclamation or, come on, a demand on something. That's what that word means, to ask here, this particular word. Okay? So if you're making a stand now in my name, he said, I'll do it. I'll stand behind it. Okay. Well, let's look at another one. Chapter 16, verse 23. And in that day, he's talking to the disciples, he's talking about when I'm gone, in that day you will ask me nothing. Why? Because you're not going to be there. He's gone. That's what he's trying to tell them. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Are you starting to kind of see this? Okay. All right. You still with me? The book of Acts. I thought Trudy's going to preach my sermon today. Chapter 3, verse 1. Let's see it in action here. Okay. This is, the, this is now the Acts of the Apostles. Okay. And they, they were instructed, you go out and you preach to everybody. And the same things that I told you, you tell them. That's what it says. So we get, a lot of times people say, well, you know, that's the apostles or that's the disciples. Well, I thought you were a disciple. They went out and preached to you to do the same thing that he told them to do. So now you're called to do the same thing. Come on, somebody. Now, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, you want to get the enemy backed out of your house? This is one way to do it. You foul, unclean devil, get out of here in Jesus' name. Time to stand your ground. Okay. Verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was, uh, was carried, uh, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called uh, Beautiful, uh, to fly signs and to beg. Come on. That's what he was doing. Okay. To ask alms from those who entered the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, okay? You know, he said, you know, anything will help. 
Anything will help. Even a smile, which you know they're lying. But I'd want a little bit more than a smile. But anyway, the point is, amen, hallelujah. He says anything will help, right? So fixing his eyes on him, okay, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave uh, them his attention, expecting to receive, expecting to receive something, expecting to receive something from them. Come on. Then Peter said, silver and gold I, I do not have. In other words, that's not what I'm here to give you today. But what I do have, I give you. What? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up. Now we're talking about a major miracle here. He leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Now, this, this guy had been crippled. What did it say? How long? From the mother's womb. So this guy had never walked. Come on, had never. What else did he do? Uh, leaped, stood, and walked. He had never done any of those things. So not only did he receive a miracle, he instantly learned how to walk and leap. Anyway, and all, have you ever been, you ever had some, you know, you know, your leg in a cast or something or some kind of thing that you're out of commission for a while or something, and then all of a sudden, you know, after, you know, a month or two months, whatever, now you, you know, it's almost like sometimes you got to kind of learn how to. This guy had never done any of that and all of a sudden doing it. We're talking about a major miracle here. All the people saw him walking and praising God. Amen. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the, at, at, uh, the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now as the lame man uh, who was healed held on to Peter and John, and all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's greatly amazed. In Solomon's porch here, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. He said, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? This is what Jesus even said to them. Why do you marvel at this? Why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power of God, we've made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his, his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you uh, denied the Holy One and the just and, and asked for a murder to be granted to you and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead. I mean, we're talking about a major rebuke here, okay? Whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And His name, through faith in His name, through faith in His name, and His name, and through faith in His name, has made this man strong, whom you see now, or and now see, or probably, and, and know, yes, the faith which comes through Him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Jesus wasn't there personally, physically, but obviously everything about him was there because in that name is his authority and character. Everything about him is in that name. Well, I just thought we say in Jesus' name because it's kind of like a trinket. You know, yeah, that's the closing of our prayer. Just let's God know we're done now. 
See, when you're praying and then you go, in Jesus' name, that's not some lightweight thing. You know, everything gets so cutesified. I don't know what it is. You know, you talk to your kids in, your, in the Sunday school and, 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 and you ask them all kinds of questions. And almost every question you ask them is, Jesus? <laughs> Who did all that? Jesus? Who do we love? Jesus? And pretty soon you grow older just thinking, Jesus? Jesus? Lord, please, in Jesus' name. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, well. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. No. In Jesus' name. All that he is backs up that name. And if you'll believe in that name and have faith in that name, you will see results, hallelujah, like you've never saw results before. This man could be made well and get a miracle because of the name and through faith in that name. It didn't say through faith in the disciples. And then the disciples trying to make it clear, it had nothing to do with us. We're just standing on the name. Go to chapter 4, verse 8, just kind of jumping in here. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, and this whole time he's being questioned. They basically, get, well, they did. They got arrested. Everything, they're trying to shut him up. Trudy brought that out in prayer time or in the offering time today. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the, of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means uh, he has been made well, come on, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, just in case you didn't know its name, come on, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this man, hallelujah, or probably uh, by him, this man stands here before you, what? Whole, praise God, this is the stone which was rejected by the builders which has uh, become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other name, right? Oh, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, did you have to use the name to get saved? And when you think about it, you received that, you had faith in that, you heard about it, you said, okay, faith comes by hearing it, so you heard it, you made movement toward it, praise God, you received it, you become heaven-bound based primarily on the authority and character of that name. The greatest miracle that could ever happen to a human being is making Jesus Lord of their life where you're no longer hell-bound, you're heaven-bound based on a choice and a decision. And many of you even prayed, uh, you know, a prayer. Many of you just made a declaration. For me, I wasn't standing at an altar when I received Jesus. I heard the message. I heard everything that was said. And one day, driving down the car, I just had a conversation with God. He just said, if everything I've been hearing, if it's true, I want it. And if you can do anything with this individual, then so be it. Well, I think it's stuck. 
But it's in that name and faith in that name that will deliver mankind, that will heal mankind. Can I hear an amen? amen? Go to the book of, uh, of Acts in chapter 16 this time. Skip a few things here and there, but verse... 16 of chapter 16. Now it happened as he went to prayer, this is Paul and Silas now, uh, there, uh, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination uh, met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us, okay, so obviously it was just Paul, and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. These men, are you hearing me? After about third or fourth time, it's like, shut up. Really? Well, they, they put up with it for several days. Come on now. And it said Paul finally got greatly annoyed by it turned and said to the Spirit, Come on, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, hallelujah. So, any believers in the house? In my name, he said. Cast out demons. These signs will follow you that believe. Any believers in the house, in my name, take authority over darkness. In my name, in my authority, and in my character, stand your ground. You're a child of the Most High. You're an overcomer, a conqueror. Stop being a wimp. That whole thing came out as a rebuke because they were all scattered and scared. Bunch of wieners. But it's what he had to work with. So he said, listen, you got a job to do. I'm going. I'm sending you my spirit, but I'm also leaving you my name. Now do something with it. Everywhere you go, tell the good news. Everywhere you go, back up darkness. Everywhere you go, heal. Lay hands on the sick. Deliver people. Get them set free. Every time the enemy tries this, back him out the door. When he tries this, back him out the door. See ya. Bye. That's exactly how it went down. And he left. They're all standing going. Until finally the angel said, hey. Do what he said to do. Go. Oh, okay. Well, they got some things done. Through in that name and faith in that name, all of a sudden we got the lame walking, the blind seeing, hallelujah, the deaf hearing. Come on, somebody. The dead being raised, foul devils leaving and freaking out. Come on, somebody. Aren't you glad you came out on a Sunday morning? Put Proverbs 18 and 10 up there, if you will. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Literally means a tower of strength. The righteous run to it 
and are safe. Now, this word safe here means secure. In fact, your cross-references will probably say that if you have a, a Bible that does that. It means secure or set on high. It literally means set above evil. In other words, through running to that name now instantly sets you in a higher place. See, when you carry the name, everything you, when you use that name, if you believe in that name and not just using it like some little trinket, but you believe in what it stands for, it instantly puts you in a higher place that no matter what darkness you're facing, no matter what kind of enemy is opposing you, you can stand your ground as a child of God in a higher place because you got the name. None of this backing up. Listen, I get so tired of people saying, I just wish, you know, we just see more miracles. Well, stand your ground once. Stand up against it. Well, you know, I just, I think, you know, I'm telling the prayer team and the prayer team, you know, sometimes they get miracles and, you know, well, yes, they do get miracles. They get a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of miracles. It's wonderful when you actually pray. In the name. And what will happen? But you need to be doing it in your homes. So we say, you don't have to be so sarcastic about it. Then don't give me nothing to be sarcastic about. We got to stand our ground. We'll see miracles. We'll see signs. We'll see wonders. You might be amazed that the fever leaves when you lay hands and you speak in the name. You might be amazed that that little foul devil that's trying to mess with your kid will go out the door when you stand your ground. You foul, unclean spirit, get out of here in Jesus' name. You lion. It's time to stand our ground. Instead of coping. Now, aren't you still glad you came out on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Is anybody coming back next week? Yeah. I just had this insecure moment. I better take authority over that spirit. Book of Philippians, please. You still with me? Yeah. Philippians 2. Let's look at this. We're winding down here. Philippians 2. All right. Talking to the church. Let this mind, come on, this, this way of thinking, this purpose, this, come on, come on, let this, amen, this mind, hallelujah, this attitude, way of thinking, come on, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Come on, became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Aren't you glad he paid that price? All right. Therefore, that's why I had to read all that. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at that name of Jesus, makes it clear, every knee should bow of those in heaven, talking about in the heavenlies, those on the earth and those under the earth. See, he's not just talking about, 
you know, well, I just want to make sure every person says, you know, professes him. That's not, it, it's talking about every name that is name. It, no matter what authority thinks it has authority, what it thinks it has a right to, whether we're talking about something in the heavenlies, principalities, powers, might, dominion, whether we're talking about things on this earth, or we're talking about that foul thing underneath the earth. It all is subject to the name of Jesus. Everybody say every name. Every name. Every name. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We're not excluding that. We're just saying, listen, he, he ain't just talking about people coming to Christ. He's talking about taking authority. Every name. Ephesians 1, please. Back up a few pages. Still on the same thing. Everybody say every name. Every name. I'm kind of jumping in the middle here just because I'll get a little preachy with all this. This is a, one of those Pauline prayers, and I love this whole prayer here. But we're kind of jumping in the middle. Verse 19, it says, and what is, in other words, it wants you to know some things. This is one of them. What is the exceeding greatness of His power, come on, toward us who believe? Any believers in the house? Now here, now listen, he says, according, what power? What, this power that's toward, it's according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come, which means it includes your age. Not just talking about so somebody say, well, you know, that was back in Jesus' day, and you know, Jesus' day, he, you know, he had some he had some power and some authority, and you know, it's kind of cool, and all the things the disciples did, walking on the beach, and all the things they did, and, and it was just kind of you know, cool things, and people got healed, got delivered, everything was wonderful. But he's like, yeah, we're so happy. No, they weren't all happy. And it wasn't always a, you know, peaches and cream. But he says, listen, this thing extends into every generation. Because the name and faith in that name, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his, all things under his, and gave him to be head over all things to the, okay, who's the head? And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his. Who's the head? Who's the body? And we're the fullness of him who fills all in all because you're the body. Now, back up a verse. Everything's under what? His feet, which is on the body, unless it's a warped body. So who's the body? He's the head. We're the body. The feet's connected to the body. Everything he just talked about is under the feet of the body. Because every name is subject to the name. Book of Matthew, last reference. Matthew 18. Am I being too intense? 
And you're like, eh, maybe a little bit. And I tell you, that man, you get a hold of this thing, I guarantee you, you're going to be standing on your ground in the name of Jesus. I bind you, you foul thing. Get out of here. I ain't putting up with that any longer. Surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in the heaven. That literally means in the heavenlies. Remember now every name that is subject, come on to it, to His name, in the heavens, on the earth, beneath the earth. Whatever things you loose on earth will be loosed in the heavens. Come on, and again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. He's not just talking about a service. If you go back, the whole thing's talking about dominion, taking dominion. When you stand together in agreement in the name, what you bind is bound. What you loose is loosed. We don't play patty cake with this. Above every name, every name. How many names can you think of? And I ain't talking about your spouse. Every name, you, what, how about flu? Of course, they say nowadays nobody gets the flu now. It's something else. I, I don't know. But anyway, is, is Jesus above the flu? Yes. So the flu's a name, F-L-U, right? Flu comes from what, fluenza or whatever, but it's still a name. Even if you add more letters to it, it's still the same old little foul, unclean curse that has to bow the knee to another name. Amen. Oh, no, wait. Unless it's spelled C-O-V-I-D. Then, oh, that's all, all. King's X, everything's off now. Yeah, we can't. Oh, no, that's different now. That's a different, that's a different name. Pastor, you making light? I ain't making light of nothing. While you sit and play patty cake with it, you could be casting that sucker out, taking authority over it. But no, it starts with C, like cancer. Now, Pastor, you're meddling. I ain't meddling. Every name, I don't care what you're dealing with, take authority over it. It's just a name. Nobody's making light of what it can do and the destruction that it can do. Nobody's making light of that. We're just saying it's a name. Take the name and take authority over it. How about poverty? How about lack? All of it's a name. How about marital issues, marital problems, kid problems? How about pride? How about arrogance? How about sorrow? How about depression? I could give you a million names out there that are all subject to the name of Jesus. I'm spitting all over myself. Now, how many still believe your pastor loves you? How many still believe your pastor loves you? Okay. Now, it starts with taking authority, taking dominion, 
okay? All the things we've talked about over the last two months, okay? These are things you do, but you should at least start with taking the name of Jesus and take authority over whatever His name is. Listen, do you remember, uh, I made the statement earlier, you know, well, the problem is, is, okay, what's its name? When you go to the doctor to find out its name, then use the name over that name. We're not down on the medical profession. We're just saying, listen, okay, they're giving you a name. They're saying, this is called... I don't think I could even repeat that. And I sure as heck couldn't spell it. But it's still a name. And he's saying, you have authority over that name. At least begin there speaking the name and stand on it. And you know, and you and if you know in your heart you're still wavering, then do it. You step back, you say, Lord, forgive me, I'm wavering. I don't know why I'm struggling with this. I don't know why I'm panicked here. I don't know why I'm fearful. I don't know why I'm 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 worried or I'm worked up or I'm stressed about it. I don't I don't know why all this, but Lord, forgive me for that. This is a name. And it's subject to the name of Jesus. I stand in the name of Jesus. Because I'm a part of the household of faith. The family of God. The kingdom of light. I'm a part of the family. Amen. And the head of that family, his name is Jesus. And I stand here today under that name. Proclaiming that name. And all that rep- that name represents, all the authority and the character of that name, I stand here today proclaiming in the name of Jesus, back off, devil. Get out of here. And when he tries to back talk you, you just get back in its face. I said in the name of Jesus, Go. Well, that was fun. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.